0: Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TV's, and comics. I'm your host Preston. Joined us always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt, Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, and check out our Instagram highlights. Yes, that's where the fun stuff happens. That's yep. at Just Us Losers Pod. We do some uh, so, some fun stuff there.
0: Some fun stuff. We highlight
1: some things. We do. We, we got yellow things. highlighters. We got orange highlighters.
0: Yeah, blue Even. highlighters. Even. Never, never forget about the blue highlighters.
1: I I did. I forgot about. I was going to say purple.
0: Purple's pretty good. Purple's an acceptable blue is Blue is like my number one. Blue is like the one that I really like to go to. Okay. Yeah. Matt, what you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff. Uh,
1: I've got... I uh, the, Over the past week, I have watched the second season of Altered Carbon. Um, I watched uh, To All the Boys I Loved Before, uh Netflix movie.
0: You watched all 12 of them. Just like on a camera or were like in the, in the same place.
1: netflix filmed them for me (laughs) uh no it's a little netflix high school rom-com that's gotten kind of popular it's actually had two sequels and the the third one just came out a couple weeks ago i think
0: are they good we'll get to it all right
1: one of those two things i just mentioned is a recommend one of them's an avoid
0: oh okay
1: yeah i'll say that i'll also say i've started reading the jason aaron run on thor kind of to to prepare for love and thunder. Thunder. There's going to be some some stuff that's going to be relevant for that. Not very far in. I'm enjoying it so far, but it's not like spectacular, but I'll tell you more about it when I'm through everything with that. Awesome. It'll it'll be a good time. Anyway, altered carbon season two to all the boys I loved before wholeheartedly recommend to all the boys I loved before.
0: Oh no, it's delightful. (laughs) That is not where I was expecting that to go. I know. Alter carbon's bad.
1: Yeah. Kind of disappointingly. So, um Altered Carbon's a Netflix original show. Um the it's futuristic, it's been described as like kind of cyberpunky. Um the uh sort of the core premise of the show is it's a a distant future, a few hundred years um where humanity has developed this technology called stacks, where it's basically it's a little thing that sits in your spine right at the base of your skull and it contains your consciousness basically. Yeah. They have divorced the consciousness from the body. And so bodies are now called sleeves. And you can basically just, because you can basically just drop your consciousness. That's a really
0: uncomfortable thing to call a body.
1: You get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) And you can drop the, you drop the sleeve, um, the stack. That's what the, drop the
0: stack in the sleeve. Drop
1: the stack in the sleeve. And you just, you control that body then. And there's, you know, you have to like acclimate to the body and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, The first season is great. It came out, uh, I think three years ago at this point. Um, and it follows uh, a guy who's like a sort of a super soldier basically who's been on ice for a couple hundred years and Mm -hmm. he gets spun up to help a rich guy solve his own murder um and it's sort of it's a fun like twisty noir kind of world with some violence and some action it's sort of um matrix and blade runner meets more of a 21st century nihilistic sensibility um joel kinman plays the main guy. it's a, it's it's good. It's a lot of fun. It, it sort of it sets the interesting issues with the technology sort of in the background mm-hmm. and lets you th- approach them through the contours of the story instead okay. of um, just making the story about the technology and the ideas. So, would
0: you say that it's making you ask the questions about the themes? It kind of is. All right.
1: Yeah, it kind of it's it's not spectacularly deep, but it does get you to ask some interesting questions. It's okay. uh, it's tight. It's well done. Second season uh, came out, I guess, kind of middle last year, probably, mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't gotten around to watching it, and I decided to watch it this week. And boy, I really don't want to go back and watch the first season now, because I'm, I'm thinking that it, it must have also been bad, yeah, <laughs> and I just didn't it, notice. Yeah. Second season's not great.
0: I, I kind of have that feeling about Man of Steel. Like, I'm scared to go back to Man of Steel because mm-hmm. if the following movies were as bad as they were, I'm scared yeah. that Man of Steel was also really bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah. The story continues. Um, at the end of season one, he's kind of, he's going off on a journey through the stars and this uh-huh. catches up on him through it.
0: But season um, one can kind of be watched on its own. Yeah.
1: Season one is perfectly self-contained. Okay. Um, it And I wholeheartedly recommend season one. Okay. Um, it's You think? I think <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's. Existential
0: dilemma right now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, no, no, it's, it's great for someone who likes, uh, like, Blade Runner 2049 is probably the thing that's come closest to making me feel about it. Although, okay. 2049 is a little more meditative, I guess, mm-hmm. and Altered Carbon's a little more heavy on the action side of things. Gotcha. Okay. But it's sort of that same species. Yeah. Um, and well, season... given that
0: I refer to that movie all the time as a great movie, I should probably, I really should. It's on my list. It's yeah. actually it's on my physical list that I have created. Yes, I need. To, I need to get. I need to finish shows first.
1: Yeah. So yeah, second season. Well, if the first season could be compared to the Matrix, the second ke- season could be compared to the Matrix, the Matrix reloaded. sequels. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh. It, they've canceled it. It's. It's over. Oh okay. Um.
0: Was it canceled? Like, this is always fun to me um, mm-hmm. when it was canceled in relation to releases and stuff like that. Like, was um, it canceled soon after season two came out and reviews started happening?
1: Well, the thing is, it was better reviewed than season one. I don't understand TV reviews. I don't
0: understand reviews at all anymore mm-hmm. after Assassin's Creed Valhalla got 100% on like game, like big top tier game mm-hmm. reviews. Yeah. I don't understand anymore. Yeah. I just kind of ignore it.
1: <laughs> I've been finding that I line up pretty closely with kind of the average consensus on movie reviews. Right. Me too. Yeah. Not even close on TV. Mm-hmm. Just like completely different.
0: Oh yeah. Same with CW. Yeah. Like people love CW and I'm like, how you're wrong. Just yeah. wrong. You're Bad. wrong.
1: You're wrong for your subjective opinion you're, where you're, you love a thing.
0: See, like you, sub- subjectivity has its limits when you like supergirl.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, Salter so Carbon season 2, it's uh significantly worse written and gets way too wrapped up in its own mythology. Um the main role is recast because I mean the character gets mm-hmm. put into a different sleeve. It makes sense in the story we knew that he was going to lose that sleeve at the right. end of season 1. Um he gets replaced with Anthony Mackie, who's a great actor. Oh, nice. And does a pretty good job of just like carrying over the mannerisms and the bearing
0: mm-hmm.
1: of Joel Kinnaman's version of the character but it doesn't feel like the same character and I wasn't quite sure why but I think I've pinned it down they both Joel Kinnaman and Anthony Mackey have a twinkle in their eye but Anthony Mackey's is the wrong sort of twinkle <laughs> so okay <laughs> Anthony Mackey, you know like this is the, the main character is a really he's a dangerous guy yeah um, he's basically a bad guy which is why he was in prison, basically for 200 mm-hmm. years at the start of the show, um, and Anthony Mackie—he's kind of got that twinkle in the eye, like, you know what? I'm going to murder you if I need to, mm-hmm. but I'll—I'll I'll say a cool one-liner on the way out. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman's twinkle is more like, I've thought of a cool one-liner. Where's someone I can murder? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cause and effect are kind of are kind of flipped. Yeah,
1: he just—he comes across a little more unhinged, a little more detached, a little okay. more just risk-taking and i get that there's like some character growth from the first season to the second season that could cause him to become more emotionally engaged but it doesn't it just it doesn't quite feel like the same character no matter how hard mackie is trying and he he does a good job i
0: love anthony mackie
1: yeah and he does a good job of playing the role as it's laid out in the second season Mm -hmm. Just doesn't quite feel like the same character um the writing is just awful like just falls off a cliff. Everything is superficial. There's a, a scene in the um about midway through the season where a character needs to declare martial law because they're an evil, villainous hand rubbing character through the entire series. And Go they ahead. need to declare martial law to consolidate their power or something. And it's like all of a sudden this character is in a room with a whole bunch of people that need to vote to see if martial law can be declared. And we're like, who are these people? Why did these people's votes matter? what is the context that would lead these people to vote yes or no why is there tension here it just yeah. kind of happens mm. and there could have been some really cool sort of game of thronesy style yeah. build up to it um
0: that's a bummer
1: yeah it's not all bad some of the action is really good and there's three or four just like oh yeah mm. awesome moments and one of them is totally wasted they New mutants it where they blow the reveal ahead of when the reveal oh, should have been. Yeah. There's a, a really cool thing that they do. And then they like they blow it an episode ahead of when they should. Oh. They're setting up this this mysterious character that's gonna come in and change everything. And yeah. they show who it is before they actually do anything. <laughs>
0: that sucks. And
1: then they show them just kind of meandering around being normal for an episode. And then they show the great reveal where they actually meet the hero. Yeah. And it's kind of useless that sucks
0: yeah that's a bummer it's too bad but 12 dudes is pretty good huh
1: to all the boys i've loved before
0: to all the boys yes you kind of slurred it the first time so i thought it said 12 boys i've loved before (laughs) that's why i was like (laughs) 12 dudes all right 12 12 guys okay so
1: 12 guys i love before they eventually go on to become the 12 angry men
0: right and ocean's 12 yes
1: it's a it's a trilogy yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how's that anyway that's that's a recommend
1: yeah that's a that's a wholehearted recommend it's a it's a fun little netflix original rom-com um so there's this high school student and um she wrote letters to um kind of her five biggest crushes um and not sending them just like keeping them in a box but she rereads them sometimes you know she wants to feel things Mm -hmm. um and then through a series of sitcom style shenanigans the letters accidentally get mailed out to all these boys uh and so it's about her trying to untangle that web and figure out her relationships and it it goes in some fun unexpected directions and it it gets it some actual actual interesting themes it's yeah yeah, it's um you know there's there's not a lot to it but it's 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 fun and it's yeah it's it's pretty solid cool i I recommend that one it's a good good little date night movie i'd say all
0: right um yeah, it, it might be on Kalen's list. We are working our way through. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're going my movie rom com, my movie rom com, my movie rom com. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, this one, this one, I don't think you will will feel bad about having watched.
0: I don't, uh, I don't dislike rom com. Like the mm-hmm. the ones that I've seen, I and mean, she's showing me the ones that are like the the ones that are popular because they're good. Um, right. But like, I don't dislike them. It's just like that that humor is not like in my 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 humor tends to be a little bit more. Um I guess aggressive is the way I'd put it. Hmm. So the clumsiness, like the cute clumsiness that's in it's kind of the comedy of the rom-com, mm-hmm. it's not really my type of humor. Yeah. Like my type of humor is like the like John Mullaney is my type of humor where it's like kind of shouting and awkward. Okay. Like, it's like more aggressive. And like, I mean, and that's, I mean, people who have been well, yeah. listening to the podcast know my sense of humor is kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't find it funny, but the stories are kind of interesting. But like okay. with rom-coms, the stories aren't like the most innovative stories. No. They're, they're interesting. They've got, they're yeah. good threads and stuff. So like, I find them interesting, but this
1: one in particular know. has some fun twists on okay. some of your expectations.
0: All right subvert my expectations a little bit all I right.
1: mean if you're paying a lot of attention you can pretty clearly tell so how things I'm gonna are gonna see how play how out. This is going <laughs> yeah but like it, it it subverts the formulas gotcha
0: all right cool anything okay. else uh that's uh that's really it all right that's the that's the stuff oh boy it's been a week for us hasn't it oh yeah uh, poor southern southern states just got annihilated so uh the past yeah. week i've been living with Kaylin yeah uh, because she uh her last day of quarantine because she Mm -hmm. coronavirus was the day before we like you know norm like oklahoma basically or kind of the middle yep uh basically said all right now you need to start hungering down so yep uh i'll be damned if i'm kept away from my girlfriend for another week after two weeks of not being able to see her good lad so i moved in with her for a week properly brought in my brought my playstation with me brought all my coffee gear Mm -hmm. brought a whole big old stack of comics that i made through two of them uh, and brought my books. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was Tinker taylor and one of which was Mythsborne that I finally finished. Yeah, and I can finally talk about talk about it. Oh my god, I've been up to a whole lot. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I watched. Oh, what did we watch? Um, uh, we watched Oceans Eleven and Twelve, which is why Twelve was in my oh, in my yes. brain.
1: Good. Um, well, one of them. one yes. of them's good.
0: Uh, one of them is good. Yes. Uh, Twelve is, it's got issues.
1: It's. I think it's pretty clearly the worst. It of, is uh, of all four. Yeah. yeah,
0: we never got to watch three uh, or thirteen. Mm-hmm. But Ocean's Eleven, she loved Ocean's Eleven, uh, which I was happy for. Uh, what else did we watch? I well, I finished Assassin's Creed Unity mm-hmm. update on my playthrough uh, along with uh, our good friend Brendan. Mm-hmm. Um, finished Unity. It's bad. Uh, as I had said good last enough. week. Yep. Uh, I got halfway through. Got really tired of playing the game, so I just blitzed through the remainder of the mm-hmm. um, of the main story, which for people who have listened to the last few episodes might recall was very similar to the way i played three yep (laughs) i feel like this
1: might become a theme uh
0: not anymore because i'm now on syndicate which is set in uh victorian england like industrial victorian england oh pipit right cheerio uh london particularly uh merry old london and it's uh it's so much fun it's it's just a polished version of five crumpets and everything feels (laughs) uh it's so much it's satisfying to complete everything um
1: satisfying as a cup of tea in the afternoon
0: yes jesus (laughs) man uh so i've been doing that um i have also been working on uh reading comics since i finished mistborn i jumped Mm -hmm. over to my comic stack uh i will update on that next week cool but mistborn is a young adult novel, roughly young adult. Yeah. It's young adult,
1: sort of oldish young adult,
0: oldest, young adult. Yeah. Um, fantasy, uh, in a world where, uh, kind of the premise is a thousand years ago, a hero went to stop a big old mysterious evil thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's present day, not present day. It's like 10,000 <laughs> years in the future. Right. Um, uh, and there is now an insanely oppressive dictator who just called the Lord ruler who mm-hmm. basically controls the entire world. And there is no, uh, like he, the Lord ruler is the God, like mm-hmm. basically all religions have faded. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some really interesting through lines with that. Um, but there is a magic t- of types where if, uh, there are certain people who can consume metals, okay. like steel, iron, brass, zinc, Computer, stuff like that and they mm-hmm. can essentially it's called burning it okay. where you kind of um you, they, they can isolate it in their body and then burn it and then it causes giving giving them different powers and stuff like that interesting uh, for the most part it's it's nobility based mm-hmm. um kind of gentrification a little there's gentrification themes throughout the book mm-hmm. um but most people who who wrote this this is uh brandon sanderson
1: Sandin um, Branderson.
0: San- yes. Uh, uh, my friend, M- uh, Matt Prelberg, mm-hmm. uh, listener. Pratt Perlberg, uh, Stop it. <laughs> um, he told me that Sanderson has a way of tying everything together at the very end. Okay. And boy, does he.
1: Doy, buzz he. Stop. <laughs> okay, last one. Sorry.
0: <laughs> this dude managed to answer three book-long questions in two sentences. Wow. Like the whole thing, like, you're like, what is this? These are these mysteries. Like who is the Mm -hmm. Lord ruler? Like what happened forever ago? And you find out in the course of two sentences back to back, three of those questions. And it blew my mind. That's cool. How like, and it didn't feel like it was just like, I'm going to answer these questions this way. It was like the character found out one thing that tied it all together. Uh... And it felt so good to read that sentence. I was like, it all makes sense now. And, like, ah. it, was, it was a very fast-paced... Basically, the book wraps up in the last ten pages. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just it everything... Like, I can see where they're going to go, because there's a... Mm-hmm. Similar to have Dune and all these other, like, trilogy books. They start as yeah. a trilogy, and then there's, like, a second not-as-good trilogy. And oh, then, yeah. Um, I want to read these, this first trilogy, and I can see where they're going to go with it, but um, anyway, I, I diverted. Uh, um... Basically, most people have the ability to burn one type of metal, mm-hmm. and they have nicknames. So, tin—if you burn tin—it heightens your senses, mm-hmm. so you can see better and stuff. Okay. They're called tin eyes. Um, there are—if uh, you burn iron, you get uh, no, uh, sorry, pewter. You get to you—you're you, stronger and more durable and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, they're called thugs because they tend to be the guys that run in and beat right. the shit out of people. Um, if you burn bronze, you can actually affect people's emotions um hmm. uh, and so their tip tip and i think i could be getting the medals wrong doesn't matter uh there's one that you can uh you can soothe people's emotions and then the one you can riot people's emotions okay and they're called soothers and rioters um, okay and that makes sense and yeah there's a lot of really interesting which, one's which? huh which one's which uh rioters can soothe and soothers can riot. makes sense yeah um and so there and then there are very few people called mistborns that can do all of them it's basically you either do one or you do all of them there's mm-hmm. no combination of them um and it's – there's some really interesting stuff going on um, mm-hmm. with – it's a really interesting premise that I really liked. Um, the main character that meets a lot of these people that are very experienced in one because that's all right. they do. And meeting a rioter – I no soother know, a soother. Like, uh, she met a soother named Breeze and he is the – the area of the chap uh, of the book where she like spends time with him is so cool because you learn a lot of like, he's like, yeah, you do this thing because of this. And it like kind of causes a cascading mm-hmm. effect on like the emotion stuff. And there's really interesting ideas. Um, biggest problem with the book is it takes a, uh, a big old break from being, uh, an action book huh. for about, uh, a, a quarter of the book, about two thirds of the way through. Okay. Um, part four, basically at the end, part four, I think at the end of part three big old action scene happens mm-hmm. Uh, big like kind of developments like kind of mm-hmm. um, taking those questions and furthering the questions mm-hmm. Um, and then just comes to a screeching halt and suddenly she's just like she has to be all noble and she goes to noble parties it like it takes a break from
1: boy this is exactly the contours of a song of An ice and fire first three parts are action-packed and build up and a lot of stuff happens in the and then third politics book, and then nothing happens in the book fourth book yeah nothing happens like, in it, it's
0: very political and i think uh I, I described it to a few friends about this that mm-hmm. i think the problem that i didn't find it interesting because it was like looking back on it, it was pretty interesting mm-hmm. and i think the problem i didn't find it interesting is because i didn't really get to sink in and read it much because i was busy a lot so i'd read right. a couple pages at yeah. a time um so i didn't really get to like it was just by nature of how i read it it wasn't I wasn't as invested, Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's a genuinely enjoyable book for me. Again, I've read three books that I can remember. Um, so my, in relative to vacuum, I can say it's good. I, it could be completely awful. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, it's similar to when you're watching movies at a young age and you think that like, I don't know when I was really young and I watched ocean 12 and I was like, that's a great movie. And then now I'm older and I've seen a whole lot of great movies and a whole lot of bad movies. And I'm like, that's not a great movie. Not so much. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed it. If you thought those stories were interesting, uh, or those, those threads were interesting. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's a solid uh, 666 pages. Nice. It's actually 668, like 68, but you know, well, easier yeah,
1: to remember. Random. You just rip out a couple. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter which. <laughs> Who needs
0: those last two pages <laughs> where it just ties everything together. Nah, <laughs> don't need them. Um, but no, the the characters are interesting. Throw some plot twists. It um. Without spoiling too much, it uh very nonchalantly kills a character ah. that's kind of important. Fun at some point, like like it, it felt Game of Thronesy, where it was just like, oh, one sentence, we're done. I'm like, Ooh, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happened to this person? <laughs> they died horribly.
1: They'll probably come back in the third one
0: probably i don't know uh we'll see that uh, sort of thing that would happen yeah probably no one stays dead but yeah no uh that was that's 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 the main watch of what i've been up to cool the past three months i think i've alluded to mistborn before yeah um but again we agreed to not really talk about things until we finished it yep so that's my that's my i have completed mistborn Alright. Uh now I'm reading Batman. I got some new comics. No, 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 I'm excited no, to read. No, 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 no. I have no, been no, no, reading and I no, no, and it is good. I'm very excited. But uh yeah that's that. Cool. Um news.
1: All right. Are you caught up on One Division?
0: God, I hate that we record on Saturdays because I've yeah. never seen the the newest episode. Right. Uh but besides the newest episode, yes I am.
1: Okay. Alright. Because wheels are now in motion as of the last episode. But.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that next week then. Yeah. We, can, we can throw yeah. that into our Watchmen Up Tuesdays, next week.
1: Sounds good. News. Uh,
0: three trailers this week. Three trailers. I saw one of them.
1: Great. Good. Which one did you
0: see? I saw the Mortal Kombat one. Oh, okay. 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 So, I think this is the best they're ever going to make a Mortal Kombat movie probably it looks fine <laughs> okay it, i i was sold on it until the last 10 seconds when they just like assaulted you with catchphrases from the game like the finish yeah. him that get over here the like that stuff i was like oh you kind of tainted it like i kind of liked the idea like yeah. you, you see some snippets of the battle i mean if you're gonna do mortal Kombat right 98 percent of it's just gonna be a duel between two of them yeah so it's not yeah. just
1: get your action right and you're mostly fine
0: right and i think the setup to it vaguely it seems like the they're stuck they've stumbled across this kind of ancient tournament Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the other, I don't even know what the game stories are.
1: I've literally never played a single second of a Mortal Kombat <laughs> game.
0: You kind of have. Injustice is just Mortal Kombat, but with DC Well, characters. yeah, no, I've, I've
1: played Mortal Kombat style games. I've yeah. never played Mortal Kombat.
0: Um, I don't know. It seems like it's the, it's the most interesting way to go about a tournament without having a main character going to the tournament and you know that they're going to win because they're the main character, So there's yeah. no stakes. But if it's an outsider who's not involved in the tournament, then anyone involved in the tournament is completely up for grabs on being slaughtered and get overheard. Right. And finish him did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you and I will probably sit down, get some popcorn and some beer and watch it at one point. Yeah, and talk about it, but I for sure am not going to be like holding my breath for it. Yeah, the effects look good.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I, I watched this trailer twice, um, okay. and the first time I was like, "Holy balls, this is so cool!" Looking to be like, he pulled the blood out of him, then he stabbed him with his own yeah. blood. Oh my gosh, this movie's gonna be awesome. The second time I was like, "Well, this is gonna be dumb."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the shock value. Yeah, that's kind of the that's the appeal of the game. No mm-hmm. one plays Mortal Kombat for. Like the story, everyone plays Mortal Kombat for like the new cool f- gory finish hymns, right? That you can just see every vertebrae shatter into a million pieces and mm-hmm. blood just like people drowning in their own blood as a yeah. icicle is shoved up through their scrotum into their like L5S1. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what people play the game for, that's what this movie seems like it's gonna do, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. As long as the action's good, it's as good as it's going to be.
0: Back to our uh, "quote unquote" enlightenment episode. How, if you watch them, when you start watching a movie, the movie has a specific box. You rate the movie based on the box that the movie wants to be put in. Mm-hmm. This movie has a very clear box that it wants, and <laughs> yep. it seems like it's going to do it fine. Sure. All Not right. exactly an intellectually stimulating movie. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> uh, what are the other two that happened?
1: Uh, Cruella.
0: Cruella who's yes with emma uh, stone with emma stone that's right mm-hmm. how's that look kind of weird have you seen maleficent the first one no. not the oscar nominee maleficent to mistress of darkness no okay i remember watching the first one we were in the theater and my mom or my mom got a phone call that our alarm system at the house was going off so she had to leave in oh. the middle of the
1: movie <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. yeah here it wasn't great
0: <laughs> uh thoughts on gorilla
1: uh Someone already made this joke on the internet, but it kind of looks like um, Joker just rewritten for six-year-olds.
0: Hmm. Okay. Just
1: kind of a Maker uh... outsider that kind of comes into her own with a, a wacky appearance and yeah. takes on high society. All
0: right. With how many dogs? Violence. How many dogs were seen in the movie?
1: Uh, there is a shot of three Dalmatians growling at her.
0: Okay. Which that is not a hundred and one, and I well, say... no,
1: it's it's a prequel they got to work their way up. Oh, I guess. One Dalmatian, two Dalmatian. They're skipping Dalmatians 1 and 2 for Well, they're saving oh, it for Oh, I Oh, so this is probably. three, this is three Dalmatians. Three Dalmatians. Yeah. And then we're going to have We can expect 4 90- through 100. 96 other movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like God. a good time. Yep. Uh yeah, no it, I don't know. Um <laughs> She's probably, I think she's just much more of an interesting character if you treat her as like, yeah, she's evil and probably has some secret ties to the devil, like she might be the devil's daughter or something.
0: Is that what happens in the Disney movies? No, that's
1: what happens in the book.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like,
0: oh my God, because we're going to get into some Disney movies with this episode mm. or a Disney movie and the character and its real origin. <laughs>
1: Ooh. anyway uh yeah no, I, I i don't see the need for this movie i imagine it'll be perfectly watchable but it won't feel like a cruella movie it'll feel like a
0: emma stone being a emma Joker. stone
1: culturally appropriating britishness gotcha with wacky hair yeah yeah I, I don't see any way it can be good but i see plenty of ways it can be fine. marginally fine
0: yeah all right what's the other one Zack snyder's Justice League. All right, wait. I I watched it. Okay. It nothing new. We've seen the shot of.
1: No, we got the Joker.
0: Oh, we got the Joker. Uh, nightmare sequence. Yep. So not actually Joker. It's Batman's perception of the Joker, which right. I th- it looks like they're leaning more into the Heath Ledger Joker because they realized yeah. that their Joker was wrong, <laughs> and they wrong needed wrong and to... bad and embarrassing. Yeah, so I mean that's fine. Any any direction towards Heath Ledger Joker is an improvement from whatever you're doing because he is the pinnacle of Joker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so that's fine. Uh, I just hope they don't overdo it. I'm sure uh, they will. But they have seen
1: four hours of screen time to yeah. play with. There's going to be more of everything than there needs to be.
0: We'd seen Dark Side. Um, his eyes seem to glow red, so obviously we're gonna get I mean, if you do Dark Side and not the Omega beams, then what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Um Saving for
1: the sequel. Yeah. Because this was supposed to have a sequel.
0: Right. But now it's not. Now the sequel is in the movie, I think. Like so.
1: Yeah. I've heard a theory that um originally the first Justice League was supposed to be they lose and they go into the actual world of the nightmare sequence where Darkseid is taken over and then they have to
0: Oh, well, that Fight sounds kind of that.
1: That'd be really interesting. It's and a shame so. MCU did it better. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, ah, they lost the first time, and then they go into an unfamiliar location that is home to the enemy, and they beat him there. hmm Yep.
1: Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> Great stuff. Yep. So this is coming in uh, less than a month now, right? Sure is. So uh, let's get hyped. We're going to back-to-back the original... Well, we're going to back-to-back-to-back batman versus superman colon dawn of justice the, the original justice edition. league the, the ultimate edition. edition yes yeah then the original justice league for right. point of comparison and then Zack snyder's justice league
0: right that's what that's what we're gonna do. we're
1: gonna drink ourselves to death while we do it
0: uh i will be dead before wonder woman shows up in bvs
1: but that'll bring a little bit of life back to you
0: right i'll go <gasps> and then when superman dies i'll just go right back to death exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It just it looks. I mean, it, I can see why people are hyped. It's got some cool things. It's got Darkseid. First time Darkside's ever been live action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's first time a lot of these people have ever been live action. Yeah. Um, but Granny you know, goodness, Dis- Granny goodness, Desaad. Yeah. Was he in there?
1: Yeah. There's the one shot of Darkseid, like walking down the hallway, and on his right, um, well, on his left. I really didn't watch the, right, the
0: trailer very closely. <laughs>
1: is Granny goodness, and on the other side is Desaad. So. I don't know. Um, I mean, setting aside my irrational and mostly forced hype for this movie, I'm just I'm intrigued to see what like what the original vision actually is. Yeah, I don't think it'll be great. No, but it's a this will be a really interesting um, point of reference for pop culture moving forward of like an original <laughs> version versus the compromised version.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and we can. I mean, if th- this one's probably going to be honestly probably going to be better than Justice League. Think like the original. Or, like, the and the cut. Yeah. Just because it's, like, it got a lot of backing yeah. to do it the way he wanted it to. So, it might just be inherently a little better. Um, which, honestly, the only th- the thing I'm rooting for is that this is actually better than the original Justice League. Just marginally. I don't mm-hmm. want it to be great. Right. Because uh, I don't want that. I want it to be good enough where people understand that the original cut... Or the original intent is better than whatever happened, mm-hmm. but not good enough they think that Zack Snyder's a good director. <laughs> because right. I want an air I do want an Air cut of Suicide Squad. Yes. Suicide Squad is intended to be dark and gritty and stuff, and yeah. that was what Air intended. And then
1: yeah. we got Guardians advertising the Galaxy Light. Yeah. Re edited by a trailer company.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, those are, the, those are the three bits of news, big news this week. Yep, lots um, of
1: little bits and pieces, which I'm saving up in my Google Drive for uh,
0: for next, talking about in three months. Yeah.
1: Two and a half months probably at this point.
0: Before we get into this week's episode. Oh, no. I want to talk about an email we got. Yeah. Last week, we talked about uh, a bit more historical and kind of ancient uh, superheroes. First mm-hmm. episode of this, not superheroes, heroes. Heroes. Uh, first first chapter of this four-episode-long episode long uh, series and in that we said if you've got a history degree and everything was today wrong and stupid send us a five paragraph essay and tell us why we're wrong. That was pretty directly a uh, a bait for mm-hmm. one of our good friends Emily who uh, has a history degree.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Emily.
0: Thank you, Emily. Hey, and em- she do, sent do you us- want to
1: take over, Emily? Do you, Emily, do you want yeah, to do these episodes please. for us?
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so it was a pretty direct uh, bait for her, and I'm really glad she took the bait. Yes. Because uh, she sent us not a five-paragraph episode, because there's really only three points that she wanted to – uh, address.
1: I'm yeah. I'm I'm really disappointed by. That. Well, technically there are five paragraphs. There's a there like an are. There's intro, the intro. There's the intro, the three points, points and, then, and the... then there's an outro. Yeah.
0: So okay, five paragraphs.
1: Okay. You know what? Thank I, you, I rescind my criticism.
0: Um, and I I love this is the this is the perfect email, uh, <laughs> because it does like we. We know we're wrong. We have no experience in most of the stuff we talk about. I read most of it on Wikipedia that morning. Right, exactly. Uh, and uh, we want corrections because, uh, I mean, broadly speaking, the reason we do this is because we like to learn this kind of stuff and yeah. and talk about it. So the three points that she made were uh, in reference to our comment, our brief discussion on Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. which was actually really not related to the topic. We just took a not even tangent, uh, on Achilles and on Odysseus. Mm -hmm. um three varying different uh, three varying points uh the point on marie antoinette which i like the most is we were disagreeing on what happened and she said we're both right which was just (laughs) tracks. yeah um while there is no historical evidence that she said let them eat cake Mm -hmm. which is what i was kind of arguing and you would say there is no evidence um the historical or historian consensus is that she's she kind of said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, be it more a cheap bread that was commonly eaten uh, at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, but then also you were right that she wasn't actually a heartless bitch that, right. uh, that I thought she was. Right. But uh, So that's that one. That's a correction from last week. Uh, on Achilles, uh, her point was that Achilles as he, a, a as we know him doesn't exist but there is uh historians kind of debate that he's based on a actual person back then yeah that uh was just you know mytholo- mythologized and stuff like that no. um and her point her big point for Achilles and Odysseus is just, that stuff's just so old we can't we don't have good like yeah primary sources on this
1: till we work out time travel we'll never know for sure
0: exactly um and on Odysseus, where we were just wrong, uh, or at least I was wrong. Go us. Uh, <laughs>
1: um,
0: Odysseus did not exist, uh,
1: and I apologize because I should have known that. I have known that in the past. <laughs> I've had that conversation with someone else about Odysseus, and yeah. it's like it's a kind of an oral tradition story. I think that Homer right. wrote down like the definitive version of it.
0: Right. Um. Ad- she said Odysseus is, in, is essentially the exact same case as Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh. The fun about Odysseus is that he may have been written by multiple different people. Homer right. is just the name given as the creator. Um, so it it seemed, I kind of got a vibe that it, um, similar to, who was it? Oh, King Arthur. How King yeah. Arthur didn't exist, but uh, to me, I don't know, again, this is not something she said. This is something mm-hmm. I'm saying. Maybe the disease is a combination of different kings that did kind of like mm-hmm. cool things like this, like like Arthur is. Arthur... Audiencius. Aud- 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 whatever you said, I- yes. Um, so yeah, if you guys ever have emails like that where it's just like corrections mm-hmm. on things we say that are like either blatantly wrong or like kind of right, something like that, mm-hmm. please send it to us. But uh, be nice
1: about it, because I know we need a lot of them, and our fragile egos can only take so much.
0: Justice <laughs> uh, Justiceloserspod at gmail.com. Uh, send those to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will absolutely give you all credit. That was Emily. Thank you, Emily. Much
1: appreciated, Emily.
0: Yay! Um, so this week,
1: all right, what's happening?
0: This is the second week of our four-part episode or four-part series on the development of superheroes through old times. I am basically putting my my mental brain for this week. I discovered mm-hmm. that there. This is. What I'm talking about this week actually has a definitive name. It is the antediluvian era of comics. Ah. So for people who don't know, antediluvian era means basically before the flood, mm-hmm. which is something commonly used in stuff, I think.
1: Probably. Again, I've, I've, I know I've heard the word before. I don't right. remember what the context um, was.
0: The context for comics is that it's before the, the flood of superheroes. Before 1938, mm-hmm. Action Comics number one, and Detective Comics uh, 27. Mm-hmm. It is... It is the name that is used to describe the development of the superhero archetype. Got it. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. The superhero (laughs) archetype. Um, And I found a book. I found two books that were pretty good. But one of them I could only get a sample of. And I only read a couple paragraphs of it. Uh, But another one, I found the entire book online. Did not read the entire book. I just read the chapter on Antediluvian. Quitter. And I'm going to say this. If you think that this topic is vaguely interesting... I think check out this book. It's called "Superhero: The Secret Origin of a Genre" by Peter Coogan, okay. and it's a book all about the development from like just the the, the farthest reaches of where we can kind of trace threads. What?
1: Peter Coogan. God. <laughs> uh, the farthest
0: th- the farthest we can see threads of the influence into superheroes into mm-hmm. like. The ages of comics that we know of—golden, silver, and bronze.
1: So you're saying that instead of listening to our podcast, where we just go read a book, randomly speculate it and ruminate about this stuff, they should actually read a book about people, someone who's done actual research. Right, exactly. Comics. Okay.
0: That's. I mean, that's all right. That's I think, the general theme of our podcast.
1: I think we're done here then. Yep.
0: Now, uh, so my so the the book breaks up in the antediluvian age, the development of three different uh archetypes. Okay. There is the Superman, the vigilante and oh uh, what was the other one uh the ubermensch okay i d- did not understand what the point they were making on the ubermensch as contrary to the superman because it's just kind of another element of the superman
1: well it's much more german so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's much more serious and
0: um and i want to i want to run through kind of both of them whoops i just punched this thing okay um kind of briefly talk a little bit about what they were sure. uh a little bit and then we'll go on from there. And All right. We'll okay. start. So hit me. Let's start with the Superman. Red Cape. 1818 was a release or was the, was the publishing of Frankenstein. Uh, that is, cons- Frankenstein is considered the, the grandfather of the Superman because it is a super, a ba- super able mm-hmm. being that can do things. Um, okay. And though in Frankenstein, it's more of like an out of control monster, like you know, misunderstood, right? Um, but kind of this out of control chaos, but with some strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, a personal favorite of mine, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I know is him. Kind of the next uh, development of the Superman. It's this this person who has superhuman superhuman abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, though depending on how you read the book vaguely defined or um uh observationally defined Mm. uh we don't really know you can't really say for certain what dracula's abilities are because all of his abilities are like the the only record of his abilities are from observations done by van helsing Mm -hmm. uh but that's not the point uh, the next one, 1890, also in 1897, was mm-hmm. The Invisible Man. Haven't read The Invisible Man. Don't know much about it. I have read
1: The Invisible Man. Tell
0: me a little bit about uh, the how that might fit into the Superman archetype. Uh,
1: I don't know anything about the Superman archetype. You're the dude that read well, the book.
0: It, like, it, it, basically, <laughs> the, having abilities and stuff that are mm-hmm. a little bit superhuman.
1: Yeah, so he turns himself invisible um, and goes crazy and murders a bunch of people.
0: Oh, so the movie is based, like, is actually?
1: Yeah, no the uh, the movie is just a, it is a 21st century.
0: I thought it was just like in name only. I no, thought the Invisible it... Man was like a good guy. I see.
1: No, okay. yeah, it's 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 probably as close as you're gonna get for a completely modernized reinterpretation. Of oh, the all right. Story from like 1890, whatever you said. 1897.
0: <laughs> 1897. I think I put dates. Um, and now, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. A l- I'm gonna jump past it a little bit. So first of all, John Carter of Mars. Is kind of the first hero. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a good guy, while Dracula's a bad guy. Frankenstein is chaotic, uh, and the Invisible Man's a bad guy. Yep. Uh, John Carter of Mars has superpower, like or like uh, stronger uh, superhuman abilities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In nineteen, so he's nineteen eleven. In nineteen thirty three, is the Superman that is the actual that is written by. Jerry Siegel, that is who created Superman. This is the oh. first instance of Superman. I'm going to stop at him, okay? Um, because he he is kind of combines the holy evil of Invisible Man mm-hmm. and the out of control of Frankenstein. I want to spend a little time on one other one, Tarzan. Oh yeah, Tarzan from 1912, the original Tarzan, not the Disney Tarzan, because right. we're going to talk. What I'm going to tell you right now, what I'm going to read from this book. Is not something that's in the Disney movie. Mm -hmm. When Tarzan first introduces himself to Jane, he does so as Tarzan, the killer of beasts and many black men. The novel climaxes with Tarzan saving Jane, who in the original novel is not British, but a white woman from Baltimore, Maryland, from a black ape rapist. When he leaves the jungle and sees civilized Africans farming, his first instinct is to kill them just for being black like the lynch victims reported in the northern press tarzan's victims cowards cannibals and despoilers of white womanhood lack all manhood tarzan's lynchings thus prove him to be a superior man tarzan is a symbol for white supremacy how do you feel about that disney movie now mother
1: oh, disney's evil we knew <laughs> that
0: <laughs> what a revelation for me <laughs> cool did you know any of this
1: i saw something about it on facebook this week actually really yeah
0: it's because you're a pisces (laughs) oh you're not
1: i thought i was an aquarius i don't
0: know i had i had a weird like because i i'm told by andrew my roommate and kaylin Mm. that pisces are psychic and i have i don't believe in astrology Mm -hmm. but i have there are too many instances that back that up and i don't like it (laughs) oh yeah anyway so the thing so so this is this that's this archetype mm-hmm. and i want to talk about it a little bit but i also want to go through uh vigilante a little bit and i want to blend those together when i start asking you questions and your theories and stuff oh dear my first big point i want to make about like kind of the tie-in together mm-hmm. is that the superman archetype developed evil like it, it's yeah. all of the insta- almost all the instances are evil yeah um following examples of uh I have another little bit, like, following examples from Superman, like the 33, there are other kind of similar stories, mm-hmm. uh, Adaptive Ultimatum, The New Adam, The Seeds of Life, all kind of follow that similar thing, like, that similar trope, uh, and I think that's really interesting, and I'm going to delve into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Before that, I want to uh, get into, I want to run through the vigilante okay. history. Let's do it. This one goes back even further. Woo! uh nine or 1490 1450 wow i can read my own numbers
1: 1450
0: 1450 1450 robin hood and the monk robin hood is the first uh solid book that collects a bunch of smaller oral stories into kind of a uh solid narrative of robin hood okay um prior to prior to that hundreds of years of just oral tellings of like kind Mm -hmm. of the, the urban legend of the Robin hood, uh, with so many different names, Rob Hod, like Robin Hod, like stuff like that, Mm -hmm. different names. It was kind of this, this urban myth. Um, Robin Hood and the monk in 1450 is kind of that first collection of those to try to, um, tie them together into a single narrative. All right. Um, in that he loses a, he goes, uh, to do a thing, and uh, he, he so he is very religious and uh, very reverent to the Virgin Mary, okay. uh, which is a through line that goes through the rest. of. It. I'm not going to dwell too much on his personality, hmm. um, but he couldn't go to mass uh, in his own town. So he decided that he was going to go to Nottingham to try to go to mass. Okay. And he was told when going to Nottingham to bring 12 men with him. Mm-hmm. He said, hell no, I'm just going to bring little John with me. Little John, first appearance of little John, sidekick. Hey. Um and he goes, he makes a bet with little John on the way. He loses, tells Little John, The Heck I won't pay you back, and little John's like, hey Bye, and then just kind of bails on him. Oh. Um Meanwhile, a monk, the titular monk, uh mm. discovers Robin Hood and is like, Hey, you robbed from me, and went to the king, and then Robin Hood got arrested, and then little John. Goes and gets some friends and then goes and saves Robin Hood while, you know, killing a bunch of people and stealing and lying and freeing Robin Hood.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds like this is a little John story that Robin Hood just happens to is. be a plot device in.
0: Um, that doesn't sound like Robin Hood, does it? Not so much, no. What's the, what's the thing that you hear of from Robin Hood?
1: Steal from the rich, give to the poor.
0: Yeah, not so much, huh? No. Next one, Robin Hood and the Potter. It's a little less like brutal, violent. Just kill everybody. Well, yeah, I mean um, it's a
1: Harry Potter crossover. They right. got a PG thirteen.
0: Yeah. It. Uh, instead, it's uh, he scams a Potter, uh, okay. and then like goes to the king and the and the what and king's wife as as the Potter mm-hmm. uh, scams them, leaves, scams them all, steals from them all, and gets away with it because uh, the cool. king's like kind of like. You know, he's like, "Ah, oh, you fooled me, but you fooled me so good, I can't really be mad." <laughs> it's kind of how it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess sure. that's how kings work. Um, that one's actually missing a whole lot of text in it because uh. the original like transcript, uh, they don't they're, they're, there's a middle chunk missing. So the king is, we don't know if the king was ever named, mm. um, but so it's just kind of this nameless king. Um, and then 1592. 140 years later, mm-hmm. after these, is, uh, I mean, uh, several other little collections happen, but 1492 is really the first instance, 1592, sorry, mm-hmm. is the first instance where he actually steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Okay. Even then, not really in that full context. Mm-hmm. He, like, he steals from a guy and says, if the next person I come across is poor, I'll give it to them. Not really like i I'm intending to give this to no. the poor. Um, so, sounds a little similar to the, to the through line we noticed with the Superman where it's not great people. Yeah. It, it, this is something like through reading all this. It was really interesting to me that like the idea of like Batman, and especially Superman, mm-hmm. are, like these people that like are doing everything for the good of the people, right? Everything they're based on is just horrible horseshit people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next kind of development from uh, Robin hood was Nick of the woods, a, solid 240 years later in 1837 all right uh basically is called the batman and bucktail <laughs> Buckskins. Well, okay Buckskins, that, that makes a tail, buck skins uh sense. avenger detective uh works outside of the law will mm-hmm. do his own detecting and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so he kind of he's got a store like a book like a novel that kind of Kind of kicks off that Avenger Detective okay. archetype. Uh, the next couple that kind of like helped with that archetype are the Shadow and the Spider. Okay. Uh, I didn't get a year on them. I'm assuming late 1800s, mid or early late 1800s around that. Sure. Um, the Shadow is a vigilante who the police do not uh, really officially acknowledge exists. Early batman is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got dual pistols. Superb training, like all the you know the Batman stuff. This Not is the you Batman, because Batman things. with the dual pistols. Yeah. We all know him. Yep, we've um, all seen
1: Zack Snyder's D- Batman versus Superman <laughs> colon Dawn of Justice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Spider is a different one. Millionaire playboy, you know, sounds familiar. Superb training, except way cooler with killing people. Uh, over his stories, he had killed forty thousand people. Because he is more prone to, so instead of two little pistols, he's got a machine gun, and he just machine guns down all the henchmen of bad people. Holy so balls! So he'll just walk into a warehouse full of people and murder them all. Cough, cough. Batman and Avenger. And Batman Dawn of Superman Justice, and Justice.
1: Batman versus Superman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, this one is actually a little bit fresher in my mind. Nineteen thirty-seven. Spring-heeled Jack. Do you know anything about Heel Jack?
1: I've heard of Springheel Jack. I don't know anything about Springheel Jack.
0: Springheel Jack is this dude, maybe, in industrial industrial age London, which okay. is why it's fresh in my brain, because I played I'm playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is set ah, at this time. And there's straight up a mission with Charles Dickens where you go and you try to track down Springheel Jack. It's hilarious that this happened the next day. Ah, uh, that's funny. Jack is at the time was this thing. With, like, this person or something with, like, superhuman abilities could jump, like, dozens of feet in the air. He had mm-hmm. blue skin, claws, crimson clothes, and he would just rush in, breathe fire, like, colored fire. Oh, sure. And then scare okay. people and run away. And it was just, like...
1: Not bounce away on his I guess bounce heels. away,
0: yeah. And, um... It was, uh, it was kind of like first sightings and then like following silent sightings. So it could, it could have just been ghost stories that like people were like, oh, yeah, I, I saw him. Because mm-hmm. they want to be part of the in crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lot of them. And pretty much immediately uh, he started being used in little pulps, like little stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like after like this, I think it was like something along the way like after the second official sighting. Was already being published in stories. Oh yeah, um,
1: I mean, we've been getting alien movies and stuff for as long as we've been. That's there. true.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um, so started as just kind of this chaotic guy that would like attack some, like just commoners. Mm-hmm. Um, started being starred in uh, Penny Dreadfuls, All which right. were just you know little horror stories, little spooky boopsies. Uh, he was considered like the boogeyman uh then he slowly over time became a bit more of a hero like of a vigilante okay. just kind of taking on a bit like a few more hero qualities to the point where he started uh scaring people who were being bad um okay. kind of I saw in reference that kind of the idea of him is that he was a uh a nobleman that got like screwed over by another one and mm-hmm. kind of wanted to go and you know harass the bureaucrats who were screwing over the people. Sure. You now eat the rich kind of thing. Yeah. Um drain the yeah. swamp. Huh? Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Love it. Uh this all the swamps in London. <laughs> <laughs> um and then so that that's that one. That was kind of Him, he, I actually had him in the Superman because he was credited with having kind of superhuman abilities, but Mm -hmm. fits more along the lines of the vigilante trope. Yeah. Um, then the Scarlet Pimpernel took a while to get to them. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet Pimpernel is a, uh, as a rich English fop. That is the
1: fop. That is the phrase that was
0: used all the time everywhere. Like the way to describe him is a rich English fop. Um, (laughs)
1: Loving the way you're popping those peas do you know, on that. Do you
0: know bop. what that means. Do you know what a pop is. It's a.
1: It's a, a guy who takes his uh, his dress and his appearance and his bearing very seriously, and is very fancy and very refined and very British, and has a kerchief for everything.
0: And also pretty dumb. Yes. Uh, known to be ditzy. Um, so the Scarlet Pimpernel is.
1: What's a pimpernel? Just so we're It require. is a
0: flower. Oh. It is a. Uh, so Scarlet Pimpernel got his name from <laughs> a. Uh, from the flower that he would leave as his calling card. Uh, and essentially, what what it was is there was a Scarlet Pimpernel and there was the, like, the, I can't remember the order's name, like a group of 19 other people mm-hmm. uh, that they would say, they were all England, like English people that came mm-hmm. to France during the French Revolution and, like, would, uh, would save people from the guillotine. Okay. So, like, I want to question that a little bit because. Uh, to me the Fr- the French Revolution people being guillotined is like a little, you know, finicky on its morality. Oh yeah. A little bit. Oh yeah. And like the people you, what you can be told depending on who you're told by is the French Revolution, yeah, they were guillotining all the all the nobles who like ruined the lives of the of the peasants and like they deserved what they got or mm-hmm. these people just got vigilante justice with no like, due process or anything. Yeah, like,
1: it's just a mob likes cutting off yeah, heads, so let's exactly. cut off some heads. And so Let you them can, eat heads.
0: You can kind of take that either way with Scar- Scarlet Pimpernel, whether they're hmm. uh, against the people mm-hmm. and saving these rich bureaucrats, aristocrats who are ruining the country, or they're pretty good because they're saving people who deserve justice. Um, There's a whole story with it. Not going to bother in it, but it is right. this guy who's a... Uh, secret identity. Yeah. Um, and does vigilantism things. Uh, I've seen the
1: Looney Tunes version.
0: There's a Looney Tunes version. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> How much do they dis? Or like Looney Tunes it up?
1: Uh, Looney Tunes it up pretty good. Okay. Uh, Daffy Duck plays the uh, the Scarlet Pumpernickel. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, I I think I have heard about that. Um, the next one is the big one, Zorro. Oh, yeah. Zorro's kind of that, like... It's the end of the development. Mainly because it was nineteen 1920. Like, 1919 and right. 1920 are the two books that solidified him. Mm-hmm. It only took another 20 years for Batman to happen, and the rest is history. Um, Not, the, not what I've been talking about so far.
1: Right, no history there.
0: Uh, Zorro is a guy who just uh, stuck up for indigenous Californians and the common folk mm-hmm. and would harass aristocrats and stuff and the corrupt corrupt officials basically like going against corrupt government and stuff and then Mm -hmm. would leave a calling card of like a little z had like a cape and things and stuff and it was he He brands
1: people so they get murdered in prison
0: right he is both the um diegetic and non-diegetic uh influence for batman okay and by that i mean he was used as an influence when creating Batman. And then also Bruce Wayne uses him as, as an influence for what Batman is. Um, cool. And yeah, so that's, that's those.
1: All right. That's some vigilantes right there.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about these things a little bit. Okay. So thoughts after my big spiel that took me, (laughs) God, 20 minutes.
1: Boy, that was a sure spiely thoughts. Uh, there's, uh, there's some people in there. There are some um, people in there. Yeah. it uh, It's definitely not... I would assume, not having known anything about this, my assumption would have been that these would have been more archetypical and just it's like it's either, oh, they're a good guy and they save people or, oh, mm-hmm. they're a sketchy vigilante dude and they don't or, oh, they're a bad guy. But it seems like there's some gray area and there's more nuance to it than I'm right. expecting, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of feels like almost it was more complex and then it was refined into a simplified form with comics originally and yeah. then became more complex again as it progressed.
0: Right.
1: Um which means kind, be... uh,
0: kind of a kind of a um reconcentration of Yeah. um the psyche of a superhero yeah. at a, in like the late 30s early 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And maybe these guys themselves are more the complexification of the more mythic idea of heroes that we talked mm-hmm. about last week. Um you, Take people that are just like, oh, I'm the big noble hero dude or, oh, I'm evil or something. Mm -hmm. And then you complexify that and add some real world elements and,
0: yeah. So, what do you think is, what do you think, uh, hmm, kind of hard question to ask. What do you think is the main driving force that took that complexity into the like into that defined into what like created so all these vigilantes into batman and then all these super mm-hmm. like supermans into superman like what kind of what do you think for the people for the consumers the, the people like the readers and stuff what do you think drove that into a and in, into a person that like is Single, so influenced yeah
1: from... um well as we were speculating about a little bit last week i think humans like these kinds of stories and need Mm -hmm. these kinds of stories naturally you need people that are exceptional that stand out that are emblematic of something and these are Mm -hmm. kind of a couple of different versions of the these uh heroic or at least like big powerful notable qualities there's the the powerful guy with superhuman abilities that stands out that way and there's the guy who um maybe not is maybe is not superhuman in his abilities but he stands out because he's uh a like be off above the law or beyond the law or something. He, um, administers justice on his own terms.
0: That's a real, uh, as obvious as it might seem, it also didn't feel obvious to me at the time, but I I think that above the law is a really resonant Mm -hmm. thing because all of these are outside of the law in some way, Mm -hmm. like going back to, um, Frankenstein. I mean, Dude was doing some gnarly, like, experimenting. There's no way that that was a law thing. Uh, Dracula. Vampire vampire, killing people. That's not laws. Yeah. Yeah, The Invisible Man going on a murder spree. I mean, most of these. Like, Tarzan is just a like dude out in the wilderness. John Carter of Mars. He wasn't really outside of the law. He was just kind of a hero. He went to Mars, and then it's all sci-fi.
1: I'm sure he didn't use his passport properly when he was going to Mars, though. (laughs) Uh,
0: The Superman... I mean, got a whole bunch of power. Started killing a whole bunch of people. Sure, Robin Hood, vigilante. I mean, all these vigilantes are like,
1: yeah, th- I think clearly that's, outside that, of that law. line's more up into the the vigilante side yeah. of things. That's a there's an attraction there of someone who is so not necessarily noble, but just show so assured of their own mission that mm-hmm. they do consider themselves above the law. There's people. You know, everyone has that little innate arrogance that they know how things should be and how right. they want to be. And
0: I mean, I think it's something that's like instinctual, basically, yeah. where like instinctual from the time before there was society that mm-hmm. just do what you do to survive. And
1: yeah, chafe at authority a little bit,
0: right? Um, so I, I agree. I think that's something that appeals to the vigilanteism. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's also an element of. Uh, do you think it's more so in the realm of people like that these kind of people, like the vigilantes and superheroes exist or they want to be them?
1: I think it's probably more that they want to be them. Want to be them? Yeah. Okay. Or, um.
0: Is that, uh, I, I'm inclined to disagree, actually. I think, I I personally think it's different. dare you? <laughs> um. Because something through a lot of, like, newer comic stuff is that, like, the hardship they go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, reading a Batman comic where he's just like, I'm miserable, I'm broken, I have 18 million cuts, I'm draining 400 liters of blood.
1: Which Batman comic is this?
0: Just Most of them. Pick one at random. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, they make it very unappealing to be them. Mm-hmm. Um... I think, I mean, especially with Robin Hood, I think the the idea, like, the appeal is that they're out there. Okay. Uh, While also simultaneously with the Superman, the fear is that they're out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sort of the the fear and the excitement, and not literally that they're out there, but that there are extraordinary things in the the world. Like, I mean, why do we have all those stupid Ghost Hunter and Bigfoot Hunter shows? It's It's because
0: it's exciting that they're out there. It's exciting
1: that they're could be we know that that probably not but like there could be something out there some something above our normal sense of reality right so maybe there is something to that but i think there's also something exciting about you being the person that's outside of the law and powerful and make your own rules
0: how do you think that played with the superman stuff though because like that was like i'm murdering a thousand people
1: well i mean if i got invisibility powers i like to think that i wouldn't murder a million people right I'd, I'd like to think that i'd use my powers for mostly good
0: creepy things but not murderous things right 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 so why so it's it's you're, you're saying that it's more of an appeal of the abilities themselves and not the people
1: yeah you don't want to be the evil person you want to have the powerful abilities and do good with them or so then you do why want did to do these succeed
0: so much well maybe that's okay uh, because i mean
1: if you see someone else just succeeding and doing good there's no tension there's no excitement there's no um desire for fulfillment in there you're just
0: maybe that's what uh maybe that's kind of what happened maybe that's where that pinpoint is with um the superman one is that Mm -hmm. you've had all these like evil superman people and you're like Mm -hmm. oh you're reading these and go oh it'd be really cool to have these superpowers and then so they Siegel and schuster come around and they're like hey the superman like look and they're like oh that's cool that's what i was thinking like i like mm-hmm. that and that's why it succeeded so well yeah but then
1: it becomes more of an icon instead yeah of and a then further on from
0: that you're right it becomes no tension if they're just a superpower so then they come up with more supervillains mm-hmm. to counteract them which right. i think we may uh, i want to put put a pin in that point elaborate let's uh, let's weeks. hold on that one yeah yeah um but no i i think that that's something that's that could be an explanation uh,
1: what about the what vigilantes?
0: What about the vigilantes? I think mean, we talked about it a little bit. Like right. The, having the, people out there. The, the
1: being outside the law. The being... Um,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Like being outside the law. I and think that's a big part of doing it. Doing good of the appeal, things. Just, yeah.
1: Doing good things or just doing your own thing. Being in charge of your own life. Yeah. There's a, definitely an appeal to that. Yeah. For a certain sort of person.
0: I, I think... Um, at least with... Uh, I mean, most of these are like vigilantes who are doing things for justice, um, right? I think I think there's an appeal to, uh, doing things your own way, because the system takes too long. It's like that, right. the The irritation of red tape. That's why the mm-hmm. um God um, Shin Godzilla did well, is because it was just like, yeah, like red tape sucks, and like kind of got you angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and why the French Revolution like happened because it's like, ah, screw the red tape. Let's just kill people we think just are bad. Lop off some heads. Yeah. And I think that could be something that, well, especially Robin hood being more appealing. It's like, it mm-hmm. appeals to the people that don't want to murder people. Right. Like, but these rich people don't deserve all their money.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's also, I think sort of the, the conspiracy theory, um, cons- conspiracy theorist mindset of like you, um, you see the, just, some system it might just be an all normal mm. system and you see all these flaws with it and you want to be the one to to take it down or yeah. to attack it and so there's yeah. something about that so you
0: kind of fantasize about being like yeah. having dual pistols and superb training and exactly go and do it yourself
1: exactly yeah there's thing might be an element of that there
0: all right okay i don't really have any further points like any like objectives okay beyond this all right so, like, do you have any, some like...
1: subjectives i do okay bring them
0: on i don't
1: You've fooled me. I have fooled you. You've
0: been bamboozled, sir.
1: Heckin' bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Uh, other things that you thought about while ranting about this kind of stuff. Unless you want to thesisize us. We are at uh, our yeah, 10 no, minutes. I'm,
1: I'm, I feel like there's some more discussion waiting to be had in here, but I'd, um, I'm um i struggling to figure out where it is.
0: Yeah, we do, We spend a lot of time on other stuff that yeah. are getting a little tired. You want to kind of thesisize it?
1: We'll probably thesisize this up
0: all right so there's okay so let's let's let's, let's concrete then what we what we're okay. landing on
1: so we talked about there are these different archetypes and they the superman
0: and the vigilante yep and the superman is appealing because it was like having you know having the super abilities mm-hmm. um and it was it was a tension while reading them because you were reading someone who was a murderous maniac mm-hmm. um and so a small culminated... part of you really wanted to be a murderous yeah maniac. and it kind of culminated in a in a boy scout super in a super powered boy scout right um and then with the vigilante the desire of being outside the law and doing things your own way mm-hmm. and doing justice especially among like realms of bureaucratic red tape mm-hmm. stopping justice from happening right um real quick I forgot to mention this. Oh, please do. Mention. I think there's a point of the uh, Superman thing that has to do with Darwinism because Darwin mm. was around right before uh, the Frankenstein and like, or right before invisible man. Yeah. That kind of stuff.
1: Interesting. So I think
0: that there's something along there that like, Oh, that's like, that's the next evolution since Darwinism is yeah. kind of like made. I society. was trying
1: to think of cultural historical stuff that could have yeah. played into this. And I was like, enlightenment not really because that's sort of like a um well maybe because the enlightenment is a lot more about like um sort of human achievement and Mm -hmm. culture is getting a little more secularized although there are religious elements too um and it's maybe about the ideal of or just sort of superhuman it's it's attainment that human could achieve or it's interesting that you say that
0: Because things like adoptive ultimatum, the new Adam, and the the seeds of life Mm -hmm. all had to do with, like, lowly people being raised to, like, power. Mm -hmm. Uh, And same with the Superman. It was just people who, through various means of experiments or accidents or something, got, like, raised to power. And then they went crazy. So, Mm -hmm. naturally, you're like, oh, I bet if that happened to me, I wouldn't go crazy. Like, kind of putting yourself above the person you're reading. Like, why watching a horror movie and someone's like, oh, the the Geico commercial, that's just perfect. Yeah. It's just like, why don't we get in the running car? It's like, no, we should go hide behind that wall of chainsaws. <laughs> like, you're like, I wouldn't make that stupid decision. I wouldn't open that closet. Right. Um. So you're, I think you're right. With enlightenment, like, there's kind of that element of, like, transcendence with both evolution and mm-hmm. morality?
1: Yeah, sort of a like the... the purest realization of humanity yeah or something and like
0: if you're enlightened enough you get superman
1: yeah you give one aspect of it and then you fill in the gap for the other aspect yeah. i don't know maybe something to that
0: yeah I'm maybe sure they're just is. speculating wildly food for thought for all listeners because yeah. it is we are an hour and 15 minutes yeah i can hear my dad snow shoveling outside and he wants us to help My butt hurts because this chair is not comfortable. I know. Should we wrap this up? Let's probably wrap this up. Let's shalls. Oh, shall we? I you didn't have a thesis.
1: You just kind of listed some points. You got a thesis of this? Oh
0: God, what's my thesis? Uh, Superheroes evolved from urban med urban. The superhero genre evolved from urban legend, appealing to the desire to transcend both ability and law. Okay for your own for your own goals whether it be selfish or selfless
1: you're better at this whole thesis thing than i am that's am for I? sure oh definitely
0: mm. That was really rough. <laughs> I'm not really proud of that one. It's
1: probably better than most of the ones I've come up
0: with. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're fine. And you, have, you have
1: the good ones. We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been part two of our uh, extended four part series What's next on Development Superheroes. Next week, we're going back to some of those mythic heroes we talked about in the first one, where we're talking about modernized interpretations of them. We're yes. sort of recontextualizing them within a world in which superheroes do exist. What's going to happen with that? What about the Disney Hercules? What's that mean? what are the hidden themes and messages there
0: if you glow you're you're a god
1: yeah uh so you can look forward to that that'll be part three coming next week um you can find that and this podcast and all of those things on the audio mediums of soundcloud and itunes and spotify and podbean and iheartradio and i always feel like i'm missing one but i think that is all the ones that i know we're on although i'm sure we're on other ones and you can find us and you can let us know about it and i can add it to my little litany uh we have an instagram mention that up top uh instagram highlights is really kind of the place to be that's at just us losers pod we do little quizzes little polls we'll ask questions that are relevant to our upcoming episode if you say something that's interesting enough or funny enough you'll get a shout out um we're also on twitter at just us losers pod where occasionally we can get preston to rant about something and i really do i'm this idea of getting you to live tweet the uh zack snyder's justice league's really growing on me at this point (laughs) I, I think that should that should be a thing that we have oh, have happen.
0: <laughs> I have to watch it
1: first. We have to watch Batman versus no. Justice oh. Dawn of Superman, <laughs> um, and then Justice League, and then Justice League. Uh, let's see, where else are we? We have we have a Facebook, um, stuff occasionally happens there. I need to get better about reviewing things and putting stuff on there. We're on Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. If we said anything that's wrong or historically accurate or just kind of dumb today, let us know. That's not specifically a call out to to Emily, but you know, uh, we appreciated the email. It's helpful. It, It refines us. It keeps us on our toes. You got another one of those, hit us with it. If someone else wants to correct us on something dumb we said today, let us know. If you're excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League and you've parsed through the whole trailer and have a whole bunch of interesting takes on each and every shot, that's going to be the place, justiceloserspod at gmail.com. All right, that's that's probably everything I'm supposed to have said. So let's go shovel some dryways. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.